All right, all right, all right. It's the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. And I'm Larry Monkey. You can find me on Twitter at FFLarryMonkey. And uh, with me, as always, look at that guy on the couch. Here's the guy on the couch. He's uh, looking with a nice, smooth shave, man. Look at that, old boy. Look at that southern man. Tell you what, Mr. Justin Rogers at Run DFF. What's up, Bobby? Today, I don't even have a choice. I'm just stuck on the couch tonight. My legs are all stiff. I got home. I, I went and ran a long run today, getting ready for the marathon. And then my daughter's oh. like, come play. And she wants to play dollhouse. So I'm all stoked. You don't say yeah. I did a long run today when you ran 18 miles like when you like yeah when you say you ran when you run 18 miles you tell folks you you ran 18 miles you don't it's say a I did a long that's run a it's a fucking long <laughs> as shit that's a long ass run man 18 yeah, miles you fucking kidding me i'm hurting a little bit so. <laughs> as, as, as you would imagine after running 18 miles i'm hurting a little bit so yeah hey man well oh, 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 let's rock and roll so you ever heard about this guy Let's see. Uh, He's got a voice you'll never forget. How about oh, that? Hey, hey, well, hey, well, how do you like this? Sometimes you can catch him on uh, Run Boys on Friday nights at nine o'clock. Sometimes he rocks and rolls there. Sometimes you catch him on Fantasy Pros. He's a brand new Fantasy Pro. Do you know that, Justin? You know, I, I'm learning things every day. He's also a host of a of the Lateral. You know what that is? At the lateral FF, it's Herms. At Herms, NFL. Welcome to the show. Yes, yes. We we oh, did it. Different. We did we did the thing. I'm on the show. We're happy. Yeah, yeah, we are cool. Hi, hello. Yeah, glad glad to be here on the Dynasty Hot Sauce. Hot cast. So man. <laughs> What a what a, what a, what, a, what a yellow brick road we just uh, decided to, to walk on. I, I you walk down we, the yellow brick road. I was skipping. I was skipping down the yellow brick road. I don't know about you. You I follow. See. You follow the yellow brick road. Yeah, I, was, I don't know that there are explicit instructions on how you're supposed to go down the road so long as you follow it. I, that's really the thing they wanted to hammer home. Yes. So, like, whatever way you choose to go across the road, I think you're good no matter what, as long as you do not deviate from that path. So fair enough. All right. Yeah. So let's stay on the elevator road then. Let's do it, man. How many? I mean, God, Justin down in Mississippi. He's got to see some scarecrows down there. I bet. I I'm going to need to put one in my backyard. There was an owl in my backyard last night. The dog almost ate it. An owl the dog runs off the deck and, and this owl like takes off into a tree and like, oh, great. You know, half a second earlier, my dog would have had an owl in its mouth. I need a scarecrow or something. Oh, yeah. I don't I know. Something man. to keep these birds out of my. Plus, I got the chickens running around. Nice. I don't need a hawk flying off with a chicken. You have any chicken terms? No. Although I do live around a lot of agriculture, so I personally do not have any chickens. But there are, I am within driving distance of someone who definitely has chickens. There's a, a big, actually, there's a, a town squabble right now about having to be able to own chickens. It's like a. There's some folks that want to be able to own chickens, but apparently it's an ordinance that you can't own chickens. So they're just like, well, why Why can't you? Well, they could and do like the people in Sacramento that have turkeys in their yard that the, that have been attacking the postman. They don't actually claim the turkeys. They just feed the turkeys. You just feed the chickens. You don't have to actually claim them. Just give them, give them some food. Well, What turkeys? Whose turkeys? I don't know. These are wild turkeys. I mean, these are wild chickens. What chickens? No. So, some mailman beat a uh, turkey to death the other day because it was attacking him. That's really crazy out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a crazy story. You should look it up. Oh that's a God. Mississippi man. I bet you it's almost like the Florida man, the Mississippi man. You know, you that do that Sacramento, Google search. That was in Sacramento, California. Oh, was it? I believe so. Yeah. Pretty large difference. Yeah. Was... yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> out in Sacramento, there's there's turkeys running around. Chasing postmen and UPS deliverers, wow. delivery drivers. I still want to know about the Mississippi man, though. I'm sure there's some some good ones. If, if I <laughs> if I draw an alligator tag, I'm sure I'll, I'll make a Mississippi Mississippi man story. All right, all right. Well, we didn't come here to talk about chickens in Mississippi, even though you folks are gonna be dying them soon. You know, all kinds of colors. Those chicks, right? That's that's the angry sports couple. They will be dying some chickens. I'm sure oh, they do that in Louisiana. Not yeah, yeah, they do. They do all kinds of weird shit over there. Do you know that, Herms? Ever died, died, they died chicks with different colors for Easter. 
Live I, one. Live I, one. I have never heard of such a thing. <laughs> I had absolutely no idea. I, <laughs> it's a thing. Wild. Larry, yeah. what are you drinking tonight? Oh, that's right. Let's do this. The segue. I am drinking a Guinness. It's probably, if I had a count, I don't know. It's probably my like 20th. Since I started um, drinking. Last Tuesday? Yeah, last, last week. Tuesday? Yeah, I had a beer. I, so Herms, to bring you up to speed. Uh, every year there's a hashtag sober Larry season. So I don't drink from New Year's to St. Patrick's Day. This year I started Halloween. I had some sinus surgery stuff. So it's like I was kept me on the on the bench and I was totally cool with it. Once you get through like, oh, I, don't, yeah, I could go for a beer right now. Just like it's like a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden you don't even really care about it anymore. Went out for St. Patrick's Day and tore it up. And uh, the wife got involved late night. Justin likes to hear the, the the wife stories. I'm down here, so I think I have the whole night off. Like she's <laughs> St. Patrick's Day. I'm like, okay, cool. Me way, and the, neighbor. the whole night off. He means he has a uh, a newborn, an infant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. It's technically not a newborn now, but uh, a three months old dude. A two month. It's it's almost three. Yeah, three months. Three months old baby is the same as it was two months ago. It's still a baby that yeah. can't do a damn thing on its own. So he thought, so Larry, you thought you had the night off from baby duty? She's right. like, go out. You know, I had a, a close friend die recently. I was dealing with that. And I, th I thought she was like, hey, go out, you know, tear it up. St. Patrick's Day, you know. So I come home at like 10 o'clock and I come down, down here and I start editing the show from last week. And I'm, I'm whacking beers down and they're all over the table. I have like five Guinnesses on the table. <laughs> comes running down here at like 1.30. What are you, you're up? What are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, ah! And I just like fumbled through and um, shipped out the show. Posted it before it fully uploaded. So it was, only, it was only last week's show, like for like the first couple of hours, was only like 20 minutes long. Our hour show was like 20 That's minutes long. Funny. So I had to re-upload it. So if anybody uh, caught I'm that 20 minutes, that out. there's another 40 minutes. No, Stevie D, let's give uh, our good buddy. Stevie D sent me a message and said, hey, man, I just listened to the show. I think it's over. Uh, I think it's something weird happened to it. So yeah, shout out to him, man. Thanks, old Swirly. Appreciate yeah. you. And his fucking little trashy trades he's been trying to send me here lately. <laughs> By the way, yeah, well, he's he, if he's following your advice, that's the reason you're getting dressed. All right, it. yeah, yeah. So, sober Larry season, another successful season. Cheers, and yeah, baby, we're back on the uh, back on the wagon, right? Yeah. Or am I yeah. back off the wagon? How do you say it? I don't actually know. I and never figured those out. Two things confused. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of shitty trades from Larry, because you can get them if you want to, if you join the Dynasty Hot Sauce Listener League. You can. Ooh. You also can be victim to some of these shitty trades that Larry likes to send out. No, no, no. Get out of here, man. I make a lot of deals. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? He's drinking now, so the, the trades just get even better. Depends. So you, yeah, you, yeah. you guys have heard it before. If you want to join the Hot Sauce Listener League, we're, we're making a second copy. Uh, so another division. We'll run it all congruent so you can trade across with everybody else that's already in the league. DM me or Larry or the show. Let us know at RundyFF at Larry Monkey. Yeah, FF Larry Monkey. Uh, DM one of us and let us know you want in. We'll put you on the list. Basically, the first 14 people list. to list know, they're in. So There's 14 team Superflex, folks. Oh, baby. Fun times. Right. 14 teamer. There's going to be two of everybody. So if you're hammering some guys, try to get somebody off of them. And they won't budge. There's somebody else you can go after. So you have a better chance of getting your guys in a, in a trade when you're playing with a, with a, in a copy league. Herms, you in any copy leagues, dude? Where, where are you at, man? Well, let's hold on. Let me just set this baby up. Herms, what's your fantasy? Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, not sure this is exactly the venue to disclose that. I mean, Actually, it's <laughs> the this is the hot sauce podcast. This is exactly the kind of place you would do that. So yes, what is your fantasy, sir? As in, uh, what's what kind of fantasy football do you like to play? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely uh, definitely an OG redraft boy. You know, that's what it's all about. That, that's that's primarily where I focus a lot of my energy. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I'm in 
plenty of dynasty leagues i like it's fun it's an interesting and unique challenge but i think like well i mean like every format has its own unique challenges and that's one of the things that's really great about fantasy and actually this offseason i joined my first ever campus to canton league well so it's it's a little bit of an augmented they organized it so it's only the power five conferences like i didn't jump like too deep because i mean (laughs) if if i had jumped like right into like maction or like having to you know, like check. I was like, "Oh, what's going on in the Hawaii game?" You know, like you know, I, ugh, I know. Not. like it was uh, it was cool. You know, like uh, going through that draft was super fun. Reading up on a lot of those guys because I mean, like I really like looking into like rookie prospects every single year. You know, like I'm familiar with some of them. You know, I was just like, okay, cool. Like, all right, so you know, integrate. You know, you get your college side, you get your pro side. You know, just, I, I don't know. I'm not sure how it's going to go, frankly, but I'm really excited for the challenge. So I mean, yeah, and you know, honestly, I think the only thing. I'm really not particularly interested in, uh, and I don't even know if this really counts, but I mean, really just like a lot of the betting side of stuff, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's cool. And like, I understand the appeal that it has, but like, I'm not much of a gambler. So like whenever right. people, it's like, don't like DFS. I mean, that's different. You know what I mean? Like I'm, that's pretty fun. It resembles the game of fantasy football, but like, I know a lot of people who kind of tread into the waters of, you know, like, like, ah, like making some parlays and doing some props and stuff. And I'm like, it's fun, but I just, I don't know. There's something about the idea of just like, Oh damn, dude. Like if I'm wrong, I'm going to lose 10 bucks. Oh man. You know, like, and like, I know that's not like a ton, but there's just something about the idea of that. I'm just like, how do you just multiple However, often like a month, a week, whatever, you know, people placing down. I'm like, how do you do this? Like, it's so nerve wracking. Like, I I can't handle that level of anxiety watching a sporting event. So it's just like, <laughs> eh, you know what? I'm not gonna put money on this. I'm I'm good. I'm gonna leave this be. You know, so hold it instead fantasy. of research too. It's like right, right. You're doubling down on. I mean, if you, unless you're just like throwing a dollar bet here, two dollar bet there, whatever. When yeah. you start to throw ten dollar bets down and you're doing ten or fifteen of them at a time. You can lose money quick that way. The professional betters are doing is entirely again, just like DFS. It's a different level. You know, the guys yeah. that are putting twenty thousand down on a week of DFS. So. Well, if you're, I feel like if you're playing with your friends, then you're at the same level of idiocy. You know, so it's like you're not playing with any sharks. Oh shit, my <laughs> friends! Holy hell, I got a whole. Well, I mean, yeah, your here. friends. We know about your friends. Yeah, we got another level of idiocy down here. Justin's like like fantasy football legend down there, right? Before you know, back Here's in the, the days, days when we're unseated. Yeah, well, you know, everybody information has become a lot easier to get these days. Back in the day, you had to do a little work for it, and, uh, and people would be walking in with magazines. It's like, okay, well, six people didn't even show up with any information. One guy showed up with a magazine. I used to be able to manip- manipulate people by printing out the ESPN three hundred oh, yeah. and then giving it to them so that I knew that everybody was looking at the same sheet. Now people are bringing their own sheets. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> it's not right. No, you take this sheet I gave you and you try to use that so that I know that sleeper down there that I want that's that I've got much higher, you know, that kind of thing. What were we just talking about? I forgot. About how I like redraft <laughs> dynasty, the whole kind of like venturing into the Debbie space, but really like I really want to reiterate to people we're like again. I have no issue with sports betting. It's fine. If you if you want to responsibly engage in that activity, I, like cool. Like seriously, like whatever like whatever version of fun you want to have, fine. Ah, just oh man. You know what? There's I something can't believe. about it. It's just it's so nerve-wracking. I can't, I can't believe on this sh- I cannot believe on this show you just said you hate people that bet sports. I can't believe yeah, you just crazy, said that. That's not what I I, I am making sure it did not come across that way. I want to be very clear about it. You know, her said if you want to responsibly do it. Hell, if you're single and want to do it irresponsibly, whatever. You got a family, don't do it irresponsibly. But yeah, if you're single, just blow all your fucking money. Who cares? It's your money. Make it back. Yeah. Yeah. But like, do whatever you want. I don't mean like fantasy sports of any kind, though. I mean, like it's. I mean, I like I, fantasy football is obviously my my focus, hence why I'm on this show. But I mean, like, oh, yeah, I, you know, dude, like I gotta say, I recently joined a dynasty baseball startup i'm really excited oh, about wow. that i my first time ever playing a dynasty format of any kind was dynasty baseball like i i, I played dynasty baseball way before i ever played dynasty uh, football so it's nice. like I'm, I'm really excited to get back into that man i got the 101 i got myself juan soto go nats you know you like the 101 these days I don't know. I don't follow I don't that really stuff know. anymore. <laughs> but I, just, I I know baseball. Oh, so and when's, the last, you know? when's the last time you played a fantasy baseball league? Not even just not even dynasty, just any fa- fantasy baseball. 
I, I played last year. I mean, I don't follow baseball nearly as much as I, I used to. I mean, I used to play considerably more fantasy baseball than I played fantasy football. I don't know. Like, as I've gotten more and more into this space, obviously, I've had to focus more and more energy into football. So it takes the, like, I mean, I we only have a finite amount of time in the day. I mean, I have to go to work. I have to go do other stuff. You know, like, you know, like the time that I would have ordinarily sat down and, like, watched a baseball game or something, you know, like, I'm you know, doing stats research on football stuff or like doing whatever, you know, just like evaluating, you know, like the incoming rookies. or whatever. So it's just like I've fallen out of favor of it a little bit, but I managed to do pretty well just on the strength of what I do remember. <laughs> so I was like, OK, it's like, all right, well, I haven't really seen too much over the last maybe season and a half, but that guy was really good. Let's take this guy. I don't know why he's being drafted solo. He was good. You know, yeah. and it worked out. OK, I mean, I'm going to have to pay way more attention now, but. I'm I'm kind of happy about it. I mean, it's nice to get back into it because, I mean, ever since I started doing this, kind of like I said, you know, I've really only had the time to dedicate to following the Washington Nationals because it's like, that's my favorite team. I'm in the TV market. Like, I have enough time for that. But, like, if you ask me anything that happened in the American League over the last two years, I'd be like, I don't know. (laughs) Beyond me. I used to know all this shit. (laughs) But, like, now I'm like, bro, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's like the rest of us. I think a lot of people watched baseball a lot more as we were younger, and then we kind of faded away from the sport. I still keep up with it. You know, I'm a casual Braves fan now. Like I was a hardcore Braves fan. Well, you know, there's a lot difference. There's a lot difference between the kid who watched 162 games a year and the one who watches like five or ten games a year. They got Mr. Freeze, right? Is that Mr. Freeze? Yeah, the little race thing they do. They, yeah, yeah. I don't his know name? If they still do that, but yeah, Doctor Freeze or Mister Freeze or because well, I think it's I think the they call what is it? beat the freeze the, like the, the freeze like you yeah, have to like we talked about this on another show like where Justin would have to be in the, in the, in the backfield to beat the freeze like on a, on a straight up race right he but thought he, that he was gonna roll up on a slow white dude and he raced me like he races some of the mother chumps. I'd, I'd be scared. Yeah, you're a distance guy, though. That guy would smoke you. He would smoke you. Yeah, that's what you if think. It was like two laps around the fucking... <laughs> around the, the... You know, Larry, you know that it's a it's a handicapped race. And I so know, they you look, get it. He spots you like a certain... Right, right. So they treat me like some random dude out of there and not, they don't know that I've been running. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that's I what know. I'm saying. No, he'd smoke me in a heads-up race. You that's could probably right. sneak up on him without... you. Yeah. The traditional spot where they put the contestant you pr- would probably beat the freeze i would guess yeah, I, I think i could take him yeah but he probably could but he'd have to work his ass off that's for sure but but i'm not racing him straight up he, he would beat me by 30 yards 40 yards no he'd kill me <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm still i'm not young that's for damn sure is that even his name yeah i, I think it's just <laughs> the freeze I, yeah, I, don't, like, I don't think it's his government name larry i don't think i don't think no, 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 i don't know if he's like, legally like, changed his name like, to like oh larry. hello there mr the freeze nice to, you know, yeah. like, i don't know that that's that. yeah, larry. is that even his name i, I don't think so but i didn't mean that like he whips out his driver's license so in street clothes it's probably like i'd like i'm like hi guys i'm adam you know something like, you know probably he was standing right behind ron artest when he was changing his name so. no but is that is is that like his brand is that the title of his yeah, character freeze or whatever the freeze that's it i don't know because isn't like the advertisement <laughs> on his shirts like for some like anti-freeze company or something like isn't it something <laughs> like that like I, I really I genuinely don't remember what it is at this point, but it is a pretty fascinating novelty that they have. Because when the stat about anything regarding anybody, Justin would have had it like five minutes ago. The freeze for some reason he's not interested in looking up. No, I mean, it, all I know is it's beat the freeze. I mean, especially because like it, it's a local novelty. You know what I mean? It, like it's not even like because like every major league baseball team has that little novelty thing. You know what I mean? Because like at, at Nats Park, like. But I think it's like between the sixth and seventh, whatever the hell they do. Like the they have the president's race or something. You know what I mean? They got you know the they got Teddy George. Yeah, you know, man. You know they come the out Nationals the thing, uh, Mets know, game. Like, I saw the Nationals. You want to know the guy's uh, government name, Larry? Sure. Okay. First of all, <laughs> he worked as a member of the grounds crew, the Braves Ooh, grounds crew. Wow. So he's just out there painting baselines and whatnot. His name is Nigel Talton. Uh, I think I knew that. And. Uh, <laughs> He, he ran a four two eight forty. Whoa! 
2011. Sheesh. Yeah. Yep. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's a hell of a lot faster Jeez. than I can run. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if, if I raced him in a 40, I could I could probably take he could take a nap before I finished. Shit. I, I I'm pretty sure I would be lucky to complete the 40. I'm not sure I could even do that at this point. <laughs> I don't know, man. You look kind of fit over there, Herms. I mean, you young. You look young and spry is what it is. I mean, I, I am young, but I am by no means in shape to run. <laughs> like, that's not not really the thing that I Because, I mean, my day job does require a lot of physical activity, but it's it's not. No running is involved with that. <laughs> so okay. the mm. last time I ran was probably, I mean, dear God, like 20. 15 or something like, I mean, like anything like you know you haven't jogged across the street or anything oh well okay okay all right <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a literal sense i probably ran on like friday or something but like you know but i mean like actual like I'm really going run. for it kind of you know like yeah, yeah i haven't like ran ran in a very long time but yeah i mean like i'll i'll jog, I'll jog across or, sure but like there's only one question hmm. can you be can you beat the freeze Fuck no, 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 not not even remotely. I mean, dear God, man! Like I've been walking around on a fractured tibia since like 2017. Oh my I just God. like never went to the doctor for. I don't know. Fractured it healed itself. Tibia. It's weird. It's like yeah, I, I'm oh, gonna have yeah, to go fine. see a specialist at some point. But yeah, either fractured way, at any rate, tibia. no. The answer is definitely I am not. Again, I'm not sure I can finish the race. It's not so like I'm not even worried about beating the guy. Start <laughs> like, at second in like the middle of center field, don't you? The, the, like the, the I think yeah, I th it's something like that. But I mean, like, dude, oh, I, I don't <laughs> I know. We were still talking about this. I ain't Amazing. got that kind of endurance, I bro. Like, I, he, he probably would be able to catch me. I don't know. I would. I would be trained. He I would, would catch I, your ass and turn around and run backwards with you, dude. Later. I'm gonna be. I would train. Your ass has to get race. in shape. Well, whatever, man. Herms, you are you are you older head. or younger than Matt Ryan? Let's fucking let's, let's get down to the nitty gritty. See, you know how else he would catch? He would catch Matt Ryan. Oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I I am I am younger than Matt Ryan. That is something I can confirm. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, well what, a, what, what a coincidence, Matt Ryan. What a coincidence that we're talking about Matt Ryan. Yeah, it's a Justin. Are you ready for this shit? Are you ready? I'm oh, okay, hold on. Let's buckle right, in, have... folks. It's time for the All fantasy right. stuff. To bring out, let me just set the table here. Justin yeah. is clearly a uh, big time Atlanta Falcons fan. He could probably he's probably done more dirty birds than we care to even imagine. Look, if this Gross. is a live show, I would just hop up and do it. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Herms doesn't even know what the dirty bird is. Ah. Uh, Sure he knows. Yeah, because uh, what was that guy's name? Damn, uh, Billy White Shoes Johnson. <laughs> uh, the oh the the running back the oh my Jamal, god uh, Anderson. Yeah, yeah I, I knew I had the Anderson part. It was the first yeah. name that was escaping me. But yeah, I'm just old enough to vaguely remember that. But <laughs> like other than that, uh. I don't know. You're a Falcons aficionado. It's been a while. I thought we had to show him Watson. I yeah. thought Watson was a Falcon. I was I was just so sure of it. Because oh, I figured when he narrowed down to the Saints and the Falcons that long-term the Falcons were the better bet. No-brainer. It really was a no-brainer. They have 90 – before Watson, they had $97 million in cap space next year. Mm -hmm. $97 million, They had so much space. Missed on Watson. He goes to the Browns because the Browns attack. are like, sure, we're just going to throw the, the damn vault at you. Just open it up, write your check, and take I, your I mean, I don't even know how to even address this whole this – whole crazy situation it's unbelievable i could tell you what happened the browns realized that they can keep drafting quarterbacks early or they can just go and get their guy <laughs> their guy and you know it's when you it's pick 20 of 20 bad ones in a row i guess yeah. i get it yeah i but. mean what's the everybody was like oh my gosh they gave it three first dude the best part about it for the browns is they didn't give up a single player <laughs> they gave up all these firsts all the ones that they've the shitty picks that they were yeah, they're, they're, yeah they're gonna waste these picks anyway you know, <laughs> like, quarterback. and like to your point i mean like think about you know like what denver had to give up to even bring in russell was like i'm not saying it was a bad deal by any means but like to your point like i mean like yes they got their guy and it was super cool but you know you had to move noah fant you had to move i mean shelby harris if i remember correctly i think he was like the broncos sack leader last year so you know what i mean like right. these aren't like small things that you're giving up so i mean like yes it's a plethora of picks but like 
not having to send a player in return. Like you're right. Like that is a pretty massive W. It's big if you want to contend in the next year or two, you yeah. know, it's a like dynasty move. Honestly, do it. Really? It's a dynasty move. Really? I mean, you're just dumping picks. Yeah, like, the Browns are playing super flex. You know, they're just like, like <laughs> that, that's the Michael Sipes. They are right now. <laughs> yeah. All our buddies would trade all the trade three picks for just, I would trade home. three firsts for Deshaun Watson. If I had a plethora of picks and a good roster already. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, if I had the roster, I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Take these picks and give me some W. Yeah, man. So so that leaves Matt Ryan. He was a pissed. Salty, probably. He was, he was probably a little salty. <laughs> what do you think yeah. Matt Ryan felt, Run DFF? Okay, so here's what I can tell you that Matt Ryan is a professional, so he knows the business of the, the he knows the business side. I don't they had to have kept him up to speed. And Arthur Blank's no slouch, right? Yeah, no, no, no. And Blank's they like it came out that he had let the organization had let him know, hey, we're trying to go after Watson. And then Matt Ryan had to agree to let his seven and a half million dollar roster bonus get pushed to this week. He he probably, Matt that. Ryan probably if, if if Watson knows everybody in the facility, him and Ryan are probably tight. But uh, what I'm saying is that Matt Ryan, the professional, sure. the veteran, understood what the Falcons were doing yeah. and said, "Yes, I'll push my bonus back, and you guys can figure it out over the weekend or whatever." Yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for the Falcons with Watson, and at that point. I think that they had made a decision, you know, hey, I'm still interested in being traded. I don't think he went in there and said, trade me. I don't want to be here. But I think it was probably one of those, you know what, if you're still interested in trading me, I'm, I'm open to moving. Because, you know, Matt Ryan had no trade clause. His agent was probably working all over that, over, you know, forever. He probably had that shit in place already. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, as soon as as soon as soon the Watsons news came down, I'm sure the agent, his agent was talking yeah, to him. As soon as they pushed back the bonus, he's like, all right, let's get on the phone. Yep. The phone. Right. But I'll tell you what. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. I hope this is what I hope. And I've been saying in a few chats and with my buddies and stuff, I hope the Falcons are smart enough to just let this year go. You know, they just got Mariota. Let, ride Mariota in 2022. Take Six a wins. Player, all right. take, a, take a defensive player at eight. Be bad. You know, win three or four games and go, go for broke in 2023 when they have $136 million in cap space now. Because they're eating all of Matt Ryan's uh, dead cap right now. They're going to eat it in 2022. Hit the reset button. This is a great cap. All right, so this is what I've been telling people about the Rams. The Rams hit the salary recap button when they when they got rid of Gurley. They ate all of his dead cap. It was like three three X his salary. They just ate it. Like filing for bankruptcy, right? Yeah, basically. File for bankruptcy, come out, come out debt-free, and now, so like people were saying the cap, the cap is fake. The cap is fake. <laughs> if you're not looking at how much at what they're paying active players for so the, like the saints, saints right now for sure the man. saints right now are are second to last in active money because they have so much dead money they cleared a bunch that's of why peyton jumped shipped he was like fuck this i'm out camara yeah. just fucking went nuts on that guy do i'm out of here the only team do you know the only team that's under the that's over the cap for 2023 already the Saints. <laughs> the Saints are 18 million dollars over the cap right now. Yeah, Peyton, that's why Peyton left. He was like, I'm not yeah. doing it anymore. Meanwhile, like there's teams like the Falcons and a couple others that have a hundred plus million dollars. You know, it's it's a good situation. I hope the Falcons are smart, draft a defensive player, get their QB next year, you know, whether it be Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, and let's go. Yeah. Oh, how do you feel about this, Herms? Straight out of the mouth of the. Uh... So I mean, like, and I saw like immediately after the deal went down to like get rid of Matt Ryan. You know, people were like, "Oh, so like, oh, so maybe maybe Baker Mayfield would be a good fit." Like, oh, maybe they could go out to Garoppolo. And like, but I was thinking the same thing, of just like, but but why? Like, there's no real incentive to win this this year and yeah. to go get yourself like and those yeah. quarterbacks on the trade market were not going to fix the issues that are there because i mean like one of the largest right. issues really stems from the fact that like a guy got suspended for a year like that like he will like, calvin ridley will come back probably probably we don't really definitively probably, but the, yeah. in, in theory unless he can't stop betting yeah like in theory he should come back and so it's just like they weren't really going to have a lot going for them anyway so it's like it would be weird for them to flush it and like i tweeted this earlier like i said something really similar to what you said i was just like invest in somebody from the free agent pool see what happens and then really take that chance in next year's class when it's a, like a, a lot of people agree that some of the quarterbacks in next year's class are going to be a lot better. Maybe not like a lot better, but definitely like demonstrably better than this year's class. Like, let's say for all intents and purposes, like 
you know, like it was within their plans. Okay, so we move Matt Ryan. Okay, like, oh, what if we just take Malik Wills to eight or whatever? Just like, let's just pretend yeah. that that was the plan. Yeah, I can make it work. I can make it work. Exactly. Like, it still doesn't make so it's like everything you described is just like, yeah, do it. Like, it may, like, whatever. Like, you have a window of opportunity in front of you. It's just not directly in front of you. It's a year in front of you. So it's just like, yeah, man, like, find a way to, you know, like, coast through this year, see what's going to happen. And even then, like, I think a lot of people, you know, seem to forget, like, as competitive, as surprisingly competitive as the Falcons were last year, they're only, <laughs> they only improved from, like, they, they took Kyle Pitts at four. They now have the eighth pick. That's how much they improved. You yeah. know what I mean? They went, for, <laughs> they went from being aggressively bad to just normal bad. Like, yeah. that's not enough <laughs> of a jump for them to be like, oh, yeah, let's go out there and see what Baker made. Like, no, like, mm. screw, yeah, it, it didn't make sense. Like, the Mariota move makes all the sense in the world because, I mean, like, he's decent. He spent enough time with Arthur Smith in Tennessee. I mean, they by the time he became the offensive coordinator, it was the, the tail end of Mariota's tenure as the starter. But, I mean, like, I'm sure they have to have some sort of working relationship. It'll be an interesting enough on-field product that I think people will want to watch it. And then also, like, from a fantasy perspective, I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, like Marcus Mariota, whenever we've seen him, I mean, like his in real life performances have been, you know, questionable, especially toward the end. But I mean, like he has enough wheels on him. I mean, he can be competitive for you. I mean, like in super flex formats, like there's a reason so many people held on to him nice because boy. it was like, well, like I'm sure he's going to find a way into a starting job eventually. And this is one that I think really works out for him. So, I mean, like the Falcons are going to be fine, assuming they follow down this track and just say like okay like this upcoming season whatever happens happens it's fine we are looking toward a longer future especially because like yeah sure tom brady came back that really ruined this year anyway there's right. no guarantee he plays more than this one year coming back like the nfc south is still going to be wide open for the future there's a temporary stopgap in place because brady came back but if you build it up properly like the panthers still haven't figured their shit out the saints I mean, I don't know if they're going to figure their shit out. Like, bringing back Winston, sure, that was it was a nice move. I mean, it's cool. But, like, they still have a lot to figure out as well. So it's just like, yeah, if you're the Falcons, it's just like they're, they're putting themselves in a position where, like, they can pony up what they got to pony up when the window actually opens again. Like, I, I think it makes all the sense in the world what they're doing from a team-building perspective. Like, it, I'm here for it. As long as they don't draft a quarterback this year. You know, I wanted Justin Fields last year so bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I was just like, hey, take Fields, be smart, you know, get your succession plan. When in a year when quarterbacks, when you have a, a hell of a quarterback. But it'd be Fields and nothing right now. You know, they I mean you gotta build that team up before the quarterback needs to be the second to last piece. No, you know, or yeah, just like the, in the, yeah. at least at least towards the middle if you have too much pressure going on around you. Yeah, you got to lay the foundation that. for your team before you can have any expectation of, of success. I'm not, I don't think that anybody would have expected Fields to be successful early. It just would have been him uh, on the field. He'd just be running for his life the whole time, you know? You know I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it time and time again. I mean, Mariota is going to be great, but what's more important than having Marcus Mariota? Who's his, who's his backup? Who's the backup quarterback on the Falcons? Felipe Franks. What's that's up? Who everyone should yeah. be looking to get their hands on. They shouldn't be looking to get acquire Mariota. He can't stay healthy for the life of him. Go after whoever is backing up Mariota and stash that guy. Mariota's like, oh, wow, Mariota's a great fit for the Falcons. Sure, he looks great uh, with the Falcons, but when has Mariota ever not gotten hurt? I don't think anybody yeah, – no, Larry, I don't think anybody is looking at Mariota as some sort of savior. It's just oh, a, no, no, no. It's but just I'm, a I'm guy just saying, like a, like a fan, like he came out – he came from the doldrums of backup quarterback who spots right. – Spot, he's he's you know, a quality stopgap, you know. I mean, like, right, I, I don't yeah. think anybody has the illusion because I mean, like, I root for an NFL team that did a very similar move a couple years, bring in a guy, you know, used to because I, I think the Mariota and Trubisky were both selected number two overall in their respective drafts, you know what I mean? Like, I, I understand sure. how this type of move feels, yeah, you know what I mean? Obviously, the Steelers are in a bit of a different situation, but at any rate, I mean, like, yeah, like, you know, like. It, looking at these things, it's just like, oh yes, we found this. It's like it's 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 a temporary solution. It's a band aid. When you know, I mean, obviously, like you have a broken arm, you need a cast, but you can't get to the you know urgent care right away. So yes. you just you wrap it as best you can until you get there. That's all it floor. is. I love the floor of both of these guys, Trubisky and Mariota. I know a lot of people are sour on Trubisky, but are they going to put him in a position to fail? How? Why would they do that? 
I mean, Mike Tomlin's a legit coach. What if what if it doesn't take a position to fail? What if he's just a failure? I've got put, a lot of thoughts on this. Of players into, you can put a lot of players into good situations, and they're still not good. Yeah, I, I, I have a lot of opinions on this. I don't know how much time I have to go through it. Like, I, mean, I mean, like, there's really, like, three main bullet points that I try to, you know, look at it from the perspective of, like, First and foremost, noodle arm old man Big Ben Roethlisberger. They made the playoffs the last year, like with that guy. That guy. I mean, Jesus, Lord. Oh my God. He hasn't been good since I was like, I don't know, like after I graduated high school. I mean, like, you right. know, it's been a while. Since, you know he, what I mean? since he was trying to get Stormy Daniels in the hotel room. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's been a hot minute since he's been himself. You know what I mean? It's like, but like the fact that, like, it's such a well coached and like well coached team, well like there's a reason that like a losing record has not taken place in Mike Tomlin's yeah. tenure the entire time. Yeah. And then also so I mean like just like that out of the way. You know what I mean? Like obviously, like that's the the larger Fucking picture. But more specifically, man. like Matt Canada's offense. I mean, like a lot of the success, I mean, he had running his offense. I mean, it, it's largely a, it's more of a college style offense. I mean, hell, he did it with the Maryland Terrapins. You know what I mean? Like that's how I first became familiar with Matt Canada before he ever jumped to the pro level. Like, a lot of that offense is predicated on a lot of pre-snap motion and like a lot of plays, you know, where the line will kick out one way or the other. And like, you do kind of need a quarterback that can get out, do a little bit, throw on the run. Like Ben really couldn't do that. You know, who definitely has the requisite athleticism to be able to do that and extend the play a lot longer. Mitch Trubisky does like, I mean, straight up, he genuinely does. And the other part of it, and like the, the third and final point that like I really think is important for people to consider. Loving this. Toward the end, like this past year, I think it became very obvious when we look at that window of time with the Chicago Bears, what the real problem was. Okay, Matt Nagy does not know how to scheme up a very good offense. And like the fact that Trubisky had some of the success that he did given the fact that it's an offense that did a terrible job of you know creating space for wide receivers to even separate i mean whether that was the system or the fact that maybe they just didn't have the requisite talent to execute the game plan i don't know you know but even then like alan robinson you know like he probably in theory probably with his talent should have done a lot better than he whatever i know okay. he was like fuck this i'm taking the season off fuck y'all yeah, y'all exactly. yeah so it's like like <laughs> we we saw like how like it wasn't just Trubisky being bad we saw Dalton also being aggressively bad even though we knew at other points in his career okay this guy's not that bad and then like as excited we were talking about him earlier like as excited as people were about Justin Fields I mean like shit I mean like immediate success as a rookie quarterback doesn't always come I mean like Larry I'm sure you're very familiar with that with that you know guy whose face is on your wall but uh you know so, hey, hey, I'm just saying. but but like you know even that didn't exactly, look very right. good at, at times and it's just like you know for as brutal as it was, I don't know how many favors that Nagy really did for Trubisky. And also, let's keep in mind, like, Mitch Trubisky still found a way to make a Pro Bowl during that time, okay? Like, I know it's it's not like the Ooh, whole, Trubisky it's not... Pro Bowl, I, baby! Look, I, I know it's not like, you know, it's, it's not the end-all, be-all, but still, you know, like, there's something, there's something about that. Okay, you got to give him a little bit of credit. So it's like I I'm not <laughs> expecting this to just go phenomenally. I don't I'm not guaranteeing oh this is going to work, but it's like there's enough in place already that like it cannot be worse than what we had. You know I what I mean? Know. Like and this is the thing physically Trubisky has more skills than Roethlisberger does now and yeah. did last year. He can throw the ball more than that. 5 yards. But mentally Mentally, I don't know that he has it, and that's what concerns me: is that he doesn't do anything he, he, to to stand out pre-snap. He, it doesn't nothing that he did like from the neck up translate in the NFL. He progressively got worse. Even I mean, some of it is naggy. Some of it is just the fact that he didn't get better as a quarterback. You know, he he the the, the Daniel Jones thing. He had some flashy moments, and you know, you thought he, you're getting something. And then he just wasn't that guy, which is why he lost his job. I mean, this it's going to be a very big test for him. I'm really interested to see how it goes. And I think that, like, of all the positions he could have walked into, this was probably the best one. So, I mean, it's really make or break for him. You know, like, yeah. I, I'm i optimistic mostly because it's, I have to be. But, like, you know. It's a like, great deal for the Steelers. Yeah. It's a great yeah. deal for the Steelers because it didn't, it didn't cost them hardly anything. You know, they paid him backup money. 
to come in and yeah. be a starter. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, anything besides Mason, I'm like my stance, yeah. the, my stance yeah. the entire time was anybody but Mason. Fucking Rudolph. Dwayne, like man. honestly, I would rather like any of the three of us. I would have rather had under. I think everyone is in agreement on that. So God, Mason Rudolph. Like, look, I'm. I I don't know anything about the dude necessarily. He, he could be a great guy for all I know, but as far as an NFL quarterback, Jesus Christ, he is painful to watch. He is so bad. <laughs> like, he lost his job to a man named Duck, okay? What does that say about you? If you lose your job to a man named Duck, okay? <laughs> like, so we've yeah. talked about the quarterbacks that have moved. What about the ones that haven't? Hmm. Baker, Jimmy G, what's going on there? Are those guys going anywhere? Why Are we, you know, the Jimmy G thing with the injury kind of scares me. But what are your thoughts on that, Herms? Are, are those guys going to get moved? And where I mean, it's going to be a little tough for Baker, probably just because of like because of how many domino. Like you're right. I mean, like running out of place. Like the dominoes have already largely fallen in right. a lot of you know. So like there are really only a couple of places I could see him going assuming he ends up with a starting gig. You know what I mean? It's really just, it's Seattle or Carolina. And even then Carolina, like it would feel weird for them to take that plunge again after doing the Darnold thing. Because I think if there were, I mean, they've been interested in a lot of these guys, you know, like the bigger names, because if they're going to, you know, shell out that kind of investment, they want it to be like a noticeable upgrade, not just some sort of like thing in the margins. And I don't mean that in any sort of disrespectful way to Baker Mayfield. Like, I do think he's a lot better than people give him credit for. But even then, like the delta between, you know, the talent of the perceived talent that they were acquiring and taking the chance on in Sam Darnold and the perceived talent that they would be acquiring and taking a chance on a Baker Mayfield, like the the arguments for the two of them as, you know, redemption projects are, they were fairly similar, I guess, from a rhetorical standpoint. So like, I don't know. And then like Jimmy Garoppolo, like, dude, man, there is a very realistic chance at this point. He's just going to be on the 49ers. I would Jimmy not, G. I wouldn't be stunned, man. And like, honestly, if I'm them, I I'm okay with keeping him around, dude. Like I, I don't like it doesn't hurt them that much. You know, like it, I don't see why not. I think the other difficult thing about it, at least as it pertains to Jimmy Garoppolo specifically, is that one of the destinations that is really in dire straits for a quarterback is within the division. You know what I mean? Like, it would not behoove them to just call up Seattle and be like, hey, we'll do you a favor. Like, no, you know, it's the same reason that when Indy tried to call Houston, they were just like, no, why would <laughs> like absolutely not? Like we're not. You guys that. saw the report that uh, it's like yeah, I've got an offer for two seconds, and the other GM was like, if you got an offer for two seconds, you should take that offer. Like basically bullshit. You don't, but go ahead, tell me you do. Oh. You should take that offer because no one's giving you more than that. You know, take the two seconds. He ain't got shit. I don't know that there's any interest in Jimmy G at this point. You know, like like you said, no, they're not trading with Seattle. So what's left? You know, it's like uh, they missed the boat with the Colts. That was where he should have gone. That's where they should have been pushing him a long time ago. Yeah. The Giants, I think the Giants are ready to just ride it out. They wanted more than a third, I bet. I bet you the Niners wanted more than a third, and everybody was like, fuck you. Oh, I think they could get one second. I I don't think that's a a question at all. They can get a second for them. They they definitely played it a little conservatively, and, like, as we're seeing the – I mean, obviously outside of, you know, Watson and Wilson, I mean, we've seen what quarterbacks are fetching out on the trade market now. Yeah. And it's just – it's not – it's not quite – and even, like, everything I said about – the Panthers and it being weird for them to go after Baker Mayfield applies directly to them possibly getting Jimmy Garoppolo. It's just, it's a similarly just mm. like, it, it's a, it's a bizarre lateral move at that. Like, like, like yeah. upgrade. Sure. But how much of an upgrade? I don't know. So like, yeah, they're dude, man. I don't know. I mean, like but it's pointless. Almost, it's pointless. But no those spot. guys are just, those crazy. They're just band-aids. That's all they yeah, are. Yeah. And the problem is there's almost no spots. And we haven't even talked about where the rookies are going. Like there's who's no going to draft exactly. And no. you know, why would the team that drafts the rookies want to go trade for Baker Mayfield instead of just running whatever stopgap they have out there right so, now? Terms. Do you think the Steelers love Trubisky that much that they're that they're going to skip over the rookies this year? I mean, the Steelers have been pretty 
transparent, but and like and they're they're usually pretty good about this. I mean, like it was no secret last off season. Sure, it was just yeah, like yeah. yeah, not yeah, exactly. So it's just like you know they they don't really they don't they don't fuck around in this regard. They love Malik Willis. They do. And they've also spent, from what I understand, at least a pretty decent amount of time, you know, kicking the tires on Kenny Pickett as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the fun. guy I would re- really like them to get is not either of them, but, um, Ooh. you know, but like, and like, and, you know, I mean, like, I, my logic Ooh. for it not wanting to beat Pickett is just because, I mean, like, dear God, look at the other <laughs> quarterbacks in our division. Like, we're yeah. going to need to do a little better because, like, look, I, Whatever team ends up getting Kenny Pickett, I completely understand it because at that point you're chasing the, this. He has, he provides a very safe floor, you know. Like we can't really say that about the other top quarterbacks in this class because if they like, yes, there are people with higher ceilings, but the safest floor of just like I've seen the comparisons drawn to like maybe like best case scenario for Pickett, he could be a Derek Carr type, but I've seen a lot of people say like an Andy Dalton type, which is not, not bad, not bad, serviceable, but, you know, yep. like we're going to need to swing a little, like, you know, instead of a line drive double, I would hope that we're aiming for the fences. You know what I mean? Like, so with that division with Lamar and Watson and Burrow need a lot more than, than just, little, yeah. No. yeah. How about I'd much rather have a, a quarterback named catch it instead of pick it. Why do you want your quarterback named pick it? It's a, a nickname Larry, for him. You got a quarterback uh, out there named Catch It we should be looking for? Show us the scouting yeah. report. I'd love to see this guy. No, but the best thing about Kenny Pickett's name, I would say, though, is uh, so I mean, I, I'm i very large music fan, Herms. You know, uh, also a very big fan of a tribe called Quest. So the beautiful part of it, mm. the whole time, just Kenny Pickett. Yes, you can. Like, you know, it's, just, oh, it's right there. It's right there. It. It's okay. right there. I, and I, then uh, my this fan. And then my it. other my other favorite pun, which ties into the quarterback I really want them to take, although a quick pit stop, I just I don't think they're going to be able to get Malik Willis at 20. I don't feel like trading up. So that's the reason I'm not really looking to that. Yeah. What I'm looking to do, maybe not at pick 20, maybe like depending on how certain things go, he may fall into the second what? round. But what I What'd want to have happen at some point. What? What was that? <laughs> Can he pick it? <laughs> Yes, it's right yes, there, man. It's it's beautiful. I could, I like but, that a lot. I might have to use yeah. that. <laughs> but like you know, like so. What what you do is uh, you you draft this guy. You sit him for a little bit. See what happens with Mister Trubisky. But if it doesn't work out, first start of his career, you you go the like whatever alternate uniforms we put on. You know, like storm out the tunnel. Matt Corral in the gold uniform. Golden Corral. Right, it's right there. It's right there. It's right there. The po- it's right there. It's this it's is right why, there. This is right why the Saints are going to draft him. Yeah. So this I mean, like honestly, I'm here just for the work. But also, this is this is what this is when when you have a fantasy pros guy on the show. This is the analysis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but like you I should mean, expect. And on a but but <laughs> on a more serious note, I mean, I think he would be like he has. He also has a very high ceiling potential but the potential like investment cost is going to be lower just because we haven't seen him perform in a lot of these activities because of the you know the injury that he sustained during the bowl game and like while he is a little bit on the smaller side i think he's really shown an ability i mean like he has a very very good arm i think he excelled at doing a lot of you know like rpo type things and like you know like it really fits you know kind of like the more modern direction that our offense is going in. You know, I mean, like, look, anybody that was willing to fight Wayne Gretzky's kid in high school, they they got some moxie, okay? Like, whatever's in between his ears, it seems he has that level of intensity to be able to, like, there's, I mean, I, I don't like to dwell too much on intangible stuff, but at the same time, it's just like, he kind of, he has cojones, man. Like, there's something I really appreciate about that. And if he does end up, you know, showcasing you know well at whatever you know pro day workout he ends up he probably won't be around anyway it would probably be a weird pick i mean there are better things we can do with our first round pick anyhow but i'm just saying like in a wild situation where for some reason it doesn't go well he doesn't rehab super well and he falls to the second round or something hell yeah hell yeah dude why not i mean like second round qb look if corral goes to the right spot i feel very good about him like as with any of these quarterbacks in this class i mean like the landing spot is going to be huge for development purposes it always is for sure but especially with a group of guys that like they have fascinating ceilings but the floors are like they could wash out of the league and three or four years at worst or maybe a few of them end up you know developing into you know blaine gabbard types that hang around as backups for a long time but like you know, like it's you're really going to need to make sure that these prospects go to a place where they can sit, learn and 
hopefully eventually prosper because of that level of patience and time that was invested into them. You know what I mean? Like that's really going yeah. to be the key component here. And like, and that's also why I don't really care for, you know, the, the idea that like, Oh, this quarterback class sucks. It's like, it's, it doesn't suck. It just doesn't have this, you know, like the quote unquote slam dunk prospects right. that people like to see. And even then there's no such thing. We well, talked yeah. so much last year. About like, yeah, you know, like, like that class and like even this past year, like based off of everything I heard, I thought there were supposed to be, you know, a lot much better guys. But Davis Mills, if I recall, he had more 300 yard passing games than any of the other rookie quarterbacks last year combined. Yeah. What does that say? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, again, like not saying anything, but, but I'm just saying we really we can't ever know. Like, there's no such thing as can't miss. So, like, it's weird to evaluate it the way that I think some people have chosen to. And I wouldn't say evaluate. I guess phrase their findings. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that it's particularly bad, quote-unquote, per se, but it's just it seems a little riskier. I, I think that's probably a better and more apt way to describe what we're facing in this year's draft class. So it's, I don't know, man. I don't even, I don't even know what I'm talking about. This It's it's fascinating though. I love this time of year though. Dude, like, man, dude, <laughs> so much stuff we still have to figure out. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Man, I'll tell you one thing. 2018 was supposed to be the quarterback class of the ages. Josh Rosen, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. And then, then these, these, you know, Forget about the, the other two guys, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. So that went pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would I would say those two went pretty well. So two out of two out of the five and the last two, you know. So, you know, what the heck, That's man? Cool. You don't even know, you know, whatever these analysis, it all comes down to everyone has their their pre-draft analysis and it's all well and good, but the situation that you're that you're falling into is huge. You know, it's 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 like Sam Darnold. If Sam Darnold landed in Buffalo, he'd be Josh Allen. Josh no. Allen to the Jets, uh, he'd be Sam Darnold. No doubt about I, I can't it. Go that Mac far. Jones, come on. He I mean he didn't land in a great situation. That's just how it goes. It's a it's a situation's hmm. perfect for these guys, and all these guys are gonna be late round guys. Larry, you're gonna be going to better teams. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Larry. Okay, I so agree with said, the premise of the analogy. I don't know yeah, that I, right. exactly I don't know about the exact uh, the exact examples you gave because like Buffalo wasn't good. Am I not making I mean, sense? Well, you're just saying that uh, that Sam Darnold would be Josh Allen in Buffalo, and oh, you know yeah. it. Well, we, okay, so let let's get into <laughs> one more subject before okay. we. But I want to, uh, you know, you put this on here, and I I think it's a good uh, do it a good talk. All right, so we talked about Watson, Mariota. Both of those situations are kind of uh, sketchy for receivers. Mariota clearly in Cleveland, it's Amari Cooper, and then David and Joku, and who else? And then another name that's uh, that is pretty clear as to you know we don't know what's going on there. Aaron Rodgers, who's he throwing to? Where? What receivers are these guys going to get? You know, like the, mean, the, the free agent market is thinning out. Yeah, man, like they're really it's thinning out quick. Yeah, yeah. Over the weekend, I, we had several signings. That, it's a pretty important question to raise, and I think if we're drawing anything from the fact that we have somewhat of a conclusion to the saga that was the big, you know, Rogers Green Bay dispute. Sure. I have to imagine that what really helped them, you know, bring it over the edge and convince him to come back is like one of the things, you know, like one of his largest gripes with the franchise was that they didn't really do a lot in the way to, you know, provide him with weapons that he can really utilize to play his game. And like, I, I have to imagine he was privy to the fact that you know, they were going to move on from Devontae Adams. There's no way he would have, I mean, like maybe not no way necessarily, but you know what I mean? Like I mean, they had yeah, to have told him ahead of time. Money wise, it didn't make any sense anymore. Once yeah. Deal. Sure. So like, what I think like the Jarvis Landry, Will Fuller's of the world at this point. I mean, I, it, Will Fuller's probably going to go to Cleveland, if probably. anything. I mean, like, uh, which it's which really, I, I feel bad for Donovan Peoples Jones. I have a lot of shares of him. I, I still, I still really believe in that talent. Um, but the community, uh, like, whether it's fantasy or even just you know, just like draftniks that are just really into just you know the real life football side of it. Like, we've been fascinated with the possibility that Green Bay could be you know a landing spot for you know plenty of good receivers over the last however many years at this point and now that they will have two first round picks and an additional second if i remember correctly you know that they got over from las vegas but like they're going to take some swings early you know either early in day two or somewhere there on day one i think this i like i said that idea that we've had oh they're definitely going to go running back in the first round, uh, wide receiver in the first round and they never do like they're gonna have to now you know they and like do, right 
the interesting thing about it is like, yes, they patched it up with Rogers. Like I'm sure he's going to have a lot of input over it. So it's going to be fascinating to see, assuming that this premise is correct, what types of wide receivers Aaron Rodgers will choose to work with. Because I imagine by the time that they select for the first time, we will not see Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, right. and potentially Drake London. Like they, the three of them, I presume, will be off the board by the time it gets down to them. So who's left over at that point? I'm curious I'm to see sure, maybe like, what the law makes there, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's another one. I mean, like, you know, and I, I'm a particularly big fan of his, I mean, like it would be nice to see him, you know, get the draft capital. I absolutely yeah. adore what he was able to do, uh, but like, you know, him, he could be interesting. I think even like a uh, Jahan Dotson, you know, out of Penn state, he could be interesting there. I mean, if I'm just going to assume anything about, you know, Aaron Rodgers preferred archetype of wide receiver, you know, given the meticulous nature of, you know, the throws that he likes to be able to make and like the, to be in sync with the wide receivers, the way that he has been at different points in his career with, you know, Jordy Nelson or, you know, a younger Randall Cobb or like the rapport that he was able to build with Devonte Adams, you know, like, I think they're really going to need sharp route runners that are willing to do things on a tee and really, you know, be precise with their decision-making. So it's like, I mean, there are guys that are capable of doing that. Jahan Dotson's pretty, good with his footwork it would it would make logical sense at that point or the the thing that i think would be an interesting sleeper candidate of all of them is i mean christian watson from uh, north dakota state that could be pretty cool i don't know that he has done enough to get first round capital though wouldn't necessarily stun me but at any rate if, if he were to be available at any point in the second round for them i mean what he was able to do at the combine i mean like it's clear his athletic profile is marvelous and while he is a little raw playing against a lesser, you know, competition level, he being that big and being that fast, I mean, like, I would love to see what sort of development could possibly take place. That, that would be fascinating, you know, but I mean, yeah. they're really going to have to be sure that, you know, at least the first guy they really invest in, because it's possible they could go for a couple guys early. One of them really has to be ready to make those cuts and run those crisp routes right away. Because Aaron Rodgers does not have a ton of patience for guys that aren't able to do that stuff. We've seen it time and time again with his frustration with the cursory pieces who were not named Devontae Adams. It's been a revolving door of trying to get that shit figured out. I mean, Equinemius St. Brown finally washed out. I'm pretty sure he ended up in Chicago. I mean, like, I don't know. Dude, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. And also, like, let's not forget, I mean, I was not really big on the hype train that built, you know, leading into this past season, but like Robert Tanyan did come back on a cheap deal. It's not like he doesn't have anybody there that he can rely upon, you know. Yeah. And like, for, Robert I, look, Tanyan. I'm not. It's, yeah, I mean, I'm not. This is not a ringing endorsement of Robert Tanyan, but he's the same time, Like he could, yeah. he could get another sixty targets, sure. Yeah, I mean, he could do an okay job, and then also, like, even if they don't figure it out, you know, right away, I mean, they can funnel a lot of that work to Aaron Jones. He's more than capable in that area, and also. Yeah. AJ Dillon showed to be more capable than I thought That's... possible. I mean, like, who knows? I, I don't know. It's going to be fascinating. Gonna hurt but... his fantasy. I think it's going to hurt his fantasy. I don't think his fantasy production uh, should finish that sentence. I don't think he's a 40, 45 touchdown guy without Devontae Adams there. I don't think that he might be that 32, 33 touchdown guy. Yeah. You know, I... Still throwing 4,500 yards, but nothing crazy. And it's going to. QB six or eight to QB 10 or 12. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked by that at all. It's going to be tough to manufacture a lot of that, especially because it'd be like, yeah, like to your point. I mean, like if you look over the last, you know, several years at this point, like, but like even like specifically last year, like what Devonte Adams has meant to Aaron Rodgers as a red yes. zone target, like dear God, I mean, his efficiency in the, like, I mean, seriously, challenge listeners, viewers, whatever. I don't know. Like, go look it up. I'm not lying. Okay. Like, it, <laughs> it was like, fact check your boy. Herms, like, dead ass. Like, mm -hmm. it is absolutely incredible. So, like, and being able to have that reliable go to in that area yeah. of the field, I mean, like, it cannot be overstated how important that is. Yeah. So, like, he's going to have to, you know, read he's going to have to foster that relationship with somebody else, or they're just going to have to punch him with the running backs a lot more, which to your point is going to, I mean, maybe they'll score as many touchdowns, but it won't be his touchdowns. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, you know, I'm fascinated by the Packers. Cause like, it's obviously still their division to win, but I mean, ugh, God, they're going to have to supplement a lot. It's no, I think that 
Okay, so here's here's something that could have Devontae could have been worn by Rodgers. Like that's just something that could have happened. He could have just been like, I'm worn out. I can't deal with your drama, man. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. And he goes to the safety net of his college QB, you know, the the Fresno State connection there. That I mean, there's something there. So shower narrative and all. It's my understanding he was also a Raiders fan when he was younger. So I mean, like mm-hmm. that's pretty cool too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's what he's into. So that's cool, man. When you're connecting the dots, it's easy to see it. Oh, yeah. Let's rock and roll. Justin's got his hand on his face, and Hermes has got two hands on his face. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hop Sauce Podcast. One, two, three, four. Larry Monkey and Justin Rogers. Talking Dynasty football, baby. <laughs>